Hello and welcome to the Conscious Thinking Podcast from the Conscious Advertising Network. This is next in the series of thought-provoking sessions around the question of what is conscious advertising? And today we're going to be talking about brand neutrality and why creativity has consequences. I'm your host, Sunu Singh, founder of Creative Salon. And with me, I have Amy Williams, founder at Goodloop, and Amir Malik, the digital marketing expert from Accenture Interactive. Welcome both. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, let's uh, dive straight into this. Now, as a communications industry, our brand messages do not exist within the vacuum. We do know that. But also, in a world where capitalism is broken, social mobility is falling, the pandemic has exposed weaknesses in the economy as never before. I'll start with you, Amy. What is the role of brands when it comes to influencing a positive impact on society? Oh, such a meaty question. I think that the role of brands in society has become increasingly important. We felt over the last six months, we're really relying on brands to help us, to reassure us, uh, and to fill some of the gaps that you've already mentioned in how we feel about our own you know, political empowerment or our own sort of climate safety. There's so many areas of the world that, that are honestly quite scary. And business is a really big part of how we as consumers can feel empowered to make change. So I would say that there's really sort of two layers to how a brand can can operate within this context. The first layer would just be ensuring the basic elements of the business have a positive impact on the world. And I'd frame this more as sort of traditional responsibility, I suppose. But you know, all brands should have as little climate impact as possible. All brands should promote a diverse workforce. So there's there's the basic stuff that just means that the business is as much as possible helping, not hindering. And then the second layer is what is that one or two key issues that your brand is really going to champion? What is the mission behind your business and how can that connect with your consumers at a more emotional level? So, you know, every brand isn't about changing the world, but every brand has some area where they can authentically help. And that is where purpose can really come to life. So let's take that a bit further. So Amit, with obviously your consultancy hat on, do you really think businesses need to drive that political change? I mean, there need or, or does there need to be fine balance between maintaining a political or that socially neutral position today? Like Amy said, obviously, you need to probably believe in one or two, you can't change the world overnight. But what's that right balance that needs to be maintained? Yeah, I think that the um, look is it's actually a really good question. In, in principle, yes, I think that what you find is that brands as businesses um, really need to be segmented in terms of where they are in the life cycle of their business. So um, there's an old saying, um, every company is a psychopath, right? And that's that, that means that businesses basically are about growth and about profit and um, it's a facetious way of me saying that, you know, if the company is struggling to survive, if they have just, they're just starting up, which probably would be an easier scenario, I think um, you could see where the prioritization of whether they are, are they pivoting to new ways of working, disruption, etc., might be the front of their agenda. But if you take a segment of businesses that have reached that critical mass, scaling, growing, influential profit positive profit you know um might not even just be profit positive if you look at some of the big tech vendors but they they're making lots of money and everything is healthy i think using their power their influence um it's important that they definitely are contributing 
to you know purpose-led initiatives uh, you know a, a more globalized human existential questions that we need to answer um, it's not for every business to be able to sort of execute against that that that, that ask um, but it, it is something that should be built probably in every startup's conceptual beginning that they are they're thinking about moving forward now I mean companies have existed and born you know 30 years ago that are multi-billion dollar businesses now they need to change their mindset and they need to incorporate you know sustainability and they need to incorporate purpose as well um, and that's hard in some instances um, but then other companies that are you know less old and and, and, and have reached that 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 epic status um, I think they do have a responsibility so for me it's a it's a yes but a nuanced yes right yes. across businesses. Yeah, so let, let, let's talk about some real life examples here. And um, for for instance, you know, you talked about some of the old, older, um, more established businesses, and of course, some of the newer businesses and brands that are coming up now. They are, they don't have a choice but to to talk about its own purpose and therefore what impact it is that they will have on the societies and the people that they serve. But what are the real life examples? You can think of, for instance, something like a Unilever with its roots in Quaker roots, um, but also which has almost become this cheerleader in that purpose-driven business world. But apart from Unilever, um, uh, Amy, I'll start with you. What are the other businesses that you're seeing which are having that real-life impact when it comes to positivity? Yeah, I think there are some huge businesses that are taking this very seriously now. Uh, Danone, for instance, is now the world's biggest B corporation, which means that they have baked ethical and uh, transparent practices into the legal foundations of their business. Uh, and it's a, 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 a real um, shining light for other businesses to follow. Um, and, I, you know, we work... So at Goodloop, we work with lots of businesses across the spectrum who are global household names that are using purpose as a way to differentiate. And you know, we talked before about how the brands that are the newer brands, the startups, the ones that are growing fast, the cool, new, exciting brands, they all have sustainability and social purpose baked in. There's almost no point starting a business today that doesn't have those things at its core. And so in order for the big, slow giants to keep up, they're having to use their sustainability as a, as a way to differentiate. We um, we just ran a campaign with Bank of the West, and they are one of the first banks in the US to divest from fossil fuels. They have a 1% for the planet checking account, which really empowers their consumers to do good with their savings. Uh, and so it's really it's a really lovely way to sort of illustrate how they're different to all of the other banks. And, and, and banking is an area where you know, Larry Fink has been a very vocal um, advocate for purpose as part of the business, I guess, part of the profit-making cycle of a business. And I think the financial industry as a whole is a sector where they need that public trust to rebuild. They need to grow that sentiment with their consumers. And so purpose is absolutely crucial. I mean, what are your favorite examples? But also within that, I mean, can you also think of, of um, examples of brands that uh, or, or indeed consumers. Let's think about the consumers for a moment here because uh, we need to think about the four Ps of marketing, which there is still some truth in that, isn't it? Especially when it comes to price. Consumers will still go where price is the primary, um, uh, it's, it's the primary intent. So when it comes to price versus purpose, 
how do you sort of draw that line as to whether purpose is more powerful or price is where you need to be at? Well, pricing, yeah, I mean, pricing is different in different markets as a go-to-market strategy in terms of just how, uh, I guess, how mature it is and how much damage it's, it's done to particular sectors. If you just take the telco sector, you know, pricing and tariff wars really damages the profitability of those companies. And then it's a race to the bottom. And so not everywhere, though, is, is price driven, to be honest with you. If you look in the Scandinavian countries, um, they're less price driven than, let's say, in America, for instance. Um, and you see these um, different varying approaches to price globally. Um, if you go, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stop short of mentioning regions now, but, you know, across the world, people respond differently to price culturally. Um, what I would say is, is that purpose still has power. Um, the example that I'd use is, is if you look at Nike and um, um, uh, Copernic's uh, bending the knee and then also how Nike, you know, stamp the just do it sort of synergy of that message to black lives matter as a message consumers responded because even though they've been hit by um covid they recently published that you know that campaign single-handedly was responsible for billions of dollars of revenue about three billion and and that it had a positive uplift around revenue generation so you can see that there is an intersection between you know, I guess relating your brand to big um, existential human issues in a positive way, um, in an embraceive way, and actually getting strong consumer response. We're finding that the customer is now taking that variable into consideration in, in mature markets. And, you know, people are thinking about wastage and they're thinking about you know, the, the production behind what they're acquiring. Um, like Apple has just announced, I think for iPhone 12, that they're going to remove the charger to reduce carbon emissions, right? The, the, the interesting aspect is that they're, they're you know, that on a P&L, that moves billions of dollars in different ways, right? Positive and negative, actually, to be honest with you. And we'll, we'll see how that manifests. Um, and I think, you know, but it's, it's probably, the, it actually is the right thing to do. I mean, my opinion is, is that that's the right thing to do, right? You, you, you know, the plastic and, and all of that that's going into it, beyond things that I don't even realize are going into it. But pe companies like Apple and Nike are making these decisions. And these are, of course, epic sort of tier one businesses. Sure. Um, and consumers are not responding badly in the Apple yeah. example. Actually, they're responding positively. Right. So, so, you know, in the UK, like 60% of mobile devices are Apple devices, right? They're, they're iPads and their iPhones. Um, and if you look at that, you say, wow, okay, that whole loyal following they have actually buy into that principle because there's not really been any outrage. There's, people embrace that and they see it as a positive thing. You see how it's shared. Um, Nike as well, you know, that, that they really, really did something quite special there. Adidas responded by sharing a tweet saying, we're with you, Nike, on this. So you get two massively competitive brands coming together to embrace 
you know, a human problem and how and, and address a human problem or even raise the awareness of that human problem at, at huge risk, right? You know, because that could backfire. Um, so I think uh, doing the right thing is definitely becoming more, <laughs> more, more it's, it's being fielded on the table at a corporate executive level um, than, more than it ever has been, for sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd add to that actually just from a consumer perspective on price. Ultimately, it's a value decision. And where you do see a premium on price because of a, of a, of a purpose, right? Brand purpose is all about differentiation. It's about buying Dove soap rather than buying, you know, generic label. But the value that the consumer then sees in, the, in society because of how Dove has reframed the conversation around female beauty or the way that Dove has actually funded self-esteem workshops for kids around the year kids around the world i think that that idea that purpose has to fundamentally have impact underneath it because that impact is how you how you then explain the added price it's it's the value exchange in society yeah but let's let's not forget that uh dove also has sister products so within unilever they do sell whitening um brands in uh, emerging um markets as well but just just on that point of the um of, of these these tier one brands that we're talking about. The question remains that not everyone would have the kind of balls that that uh, Nike does, or indeed the the deep pockets that the likes of Unilever or indeed Apple would have as well. I'm curious in terms of the hesitancy that some brands might have to wade into any kind of political or social debates. What would you advise? How do you navigate that social impact of the brand? And you know, are there any kind of best practices? Um, I know, Amy, you talked um, or you used the word authentic, but how do you bake that into what you're actually doing um how, how you know what would you tell brands that are still kind of sitting on the fence yeah i mean i'd say that the that, that authentic piece comes from really focusing inwardly first and and often purpose can feel inauthentic when it's built by a marketing team for a storytelling objective rather than built by the business for an impact impact led objective so you know it's the equivalent of like going volunteering so you can take pictures for instagram and i always say you know where is the where is the purpose come from where is the conversation started within the business uh, a really wonderful example of a brand that has put action front and center of their purpose is the brew dog stuff that's happening at the moment you know they've they've officially become the first carbon negative beer in the world and they've um committed to remove twice as much carbon from the air as they produced in their entire existence and they've worked with experts they've developed uh, apps and platforms to help inform their consumers they've worked across their supply chain and drilled into every level of the business from packaging to um, ingredients and that has like that is an incredibly authentic action driven by a purpose that's actually increased their consideration score by over five points in four months. Well, what about you, uh, Amir? Are there any tools of best practice examples that you think can help uh, some of these brands? Yeah, I think that, look, there are very... Um, they're, they're, if you look at Nike, I mean, they have tremendous instincts when it comes to marketing and have had that as part of their heritage. Um the real change that you want to drive, I think, is a transitional change, right? So we're talking about transforming companies um, in terms of their ethics, in terms of their purpose. 
you can't do that by brute force. It's it's like it's like you know the human mind. It, it needs to change, and that that is a risk for us. That's a risk to humanity, I guess. Uh, but it is the way, and I think you need to give you know measured, sustainable milestones around transformation for businesses that they can follow. That therefore the business survives as well, because at the core of the business, it's um, you know the core core has historically for the last sort of two hundred years been about growth, right, and been about revenue, and I think that is changing that core. And how do you seed in new purpose into the core? Um, some companies are doing it quicker than others, uh, but they'll need a help. They'll need a helping hand there. I think, and there's a there's big there's a bit there's a big opportunity there for the right minds to come together to influence those businesses in in, in, the, in the correct way. Yeah. Now we start we started this discussion with the big questions, and and Amir, you brought it back, uh, so it's full circle, really. You know, talking about humanity and and talking about how um, whatever the brand messages that are being put out there, obviously there's a very immediate real world impact across the hyper connected digital landscape that we all are part of, brands, businesses, and indeed the consumers. So the question, the last question I have for both of you, um, and Amir, let's start with, with you on this one is. Obviously, what we are really talking about at the core of this is also brands in the societies and the communities that they live in. It's all about strengthening the democracies that we are part of. But obviously, that requires some kind of coordinated effort on our parts. Is there something that you would say to the industry on how to come together and make that happen? That's really hard. Um Okay, so I'd get, I, I would caveat that this would probably be a personal view, um, but I would say that there is there is a case for if you look at is it the Bilderberg Group? I don't know if you guys know yes. that. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, now that's a facetious comment, but the point being, is there an equivalent that needs to be established? for the world's largest businesses, right? So they, you know, if you add together the top 100 FTSE and NASDAQ companies, they, you know, they're, they're, their combined net worth is probably larger than the GDP of most of the planet, All right? So what happens if you bring them together for commonized goals, for progressive, you know, humanity? I think we're facing the point of, it's not a question of progressing humanity, actually. It's about human existence or non-existence. Um, and how can you accelerate that with the right authority? Um, democracy is an interesting word, okay, because democracy, first prerequisite is an informed electorate, right, informed uh, voter, right? Yeah. And uh, we're seeing far-right leaders rise, Okay, through dem democratic processes, who who deny climate change and deny these things. So, who is the authority that brings these entities together? That's a problem for us, I think. Right, but I would say it's about bringing together these businesses. I don't know if democracy is the the relevant term. I would say that it's about commonized, necessary you know, goals that we, we need to we need to align on and maybe starting by just the market cap of your company immediately makes you accountable 
at a, at a, at a government, um, you know, a government edict level, not a by 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 choice level. Indeed, and I, I suppose what you're obviously saying is that. Uh, really looking towards a world, where, um, a world where businesses need to drive some kind of positive change and where businesses Correct. are not the problem, but perhaps yeah. the, the solution to the world that we're living and, in. And not squeezing the local high street business, right? Yeah. You know, talking about once you reach that point where you have bred wealth creation across that business, right, um, you have responsibilities as a business. Indeed. So shall we have the last word from you, Amy, because obviously your good loop business is almost predicated around that um, to, to, to try and, and do good um, for, for that kind of circular economy in, in, in some respect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to give this a, a lens of, of marketing and the decisions that we make within our marketing departments that can help further those goals that I mean, I talked about. Yeah, we work really closely with the Conscious Advertising Network at Goodloop. And I think that they do a fantastic job of framing the purchase decisions that a marketer makes and how that demand shapes so much of the internet and so much of the precious free journalism that keeps us safe and keeps our democracy safe. So we work a lot with brands to say, whatever your purpose is, and we've talked on this call a little about how brands can sort of pull their purpose from many different places, depending on where they most authentically got a voice and they can most meaningfully help. But once they've identified what those values are, then thinking about how their ad spend, how their media dollars, which is normally like 90% of their budget, is a huge part of their influence, how those dollars can be spent in a way that reflects and reinforces their values and protects quality journalism and amplifies voices who are most affected by hate or misinformation and you know, all of those really important things that ultimately ladder up to the, the big, big the business responsibility that, um, that I think would be absolutely crucial to making sure businesses have a good role in society. Thank you so much, both Amy and Amir. And this is a Conscious Thinking podcast, which is here to provoke you and ask some of the hard questions. So thank you for taking part, both of you. And also a huge thank you to the Conscious Advertising Network partners, the Rattle Collective and the Nerve as well. Keep listening. There's much more to come. Bye bye.